Hello, and welcome to the Blog You Want in a Time You Have podcast, the show that empowers you to stop making excuses to not blog and realize the potential of content marketing. I'm your host, Scott Winteroth, co-founder of contentacademy.com. I invite you to join me each episode for actionable strategies for elevating your blog to the next level and hear from other content rock stars who will share with you exactly what keeps them on task so you can stop wishing for success and start living to your fullest potential. Ready? Three, two, one, publish. Hey there. If you're new to WordPress, you might know changing any settings can be scary. Listen, it doesn't have to be. When you follow the Word Mentor's advice for what to do and what not to do, right? Chances are there's going to be some type of WordPress configuration you'll have to change at some point along your WordPress journey. It could be as major as completely moving or changing your site's title or URL to simply making a small tweak that optimizes your site for the better. The built-in settings into WordPress can contribute to your overall search engine optimization, user experience, and security of your site. So they're definitely things to consider and know what they do. These are all very important aspects when it comes to managing your blog. In this episode, we're going to explore the core WordPress settings panels where you might make some of these changes. Now, before you go and break anything, I'm going to share with you some important aspects to consider when it comes to your site settings. Just to be clear, we're on the same page. In this episode, I'm referring to the self-hosted version of WordPress, otherwise known as WordPress.org or the open source version. Be sure to listen into episode 41 for more information on WordPress versus WordPress and how to get started with open source. Links to that episode in the show notes, of course. So if you already have a live WordPress site, no problem. This episode is a good reference for you, and I think it's good for you to know exactly what each of these settings do. Either way, if you touch them or not. If you have just installed WordPress or are thinking about getting a new site, then you're definitely in the sweet spot. So be sure to listen up to this episode for some great info. Hang in there for a little bit more. I've got a couple more things I have to say before I dive in, but we need to make sure you have two things first. Number one, in order for this to make any sense or for you to be able to make any changes to the site settings, you'll need to have administrator access to your WordPress site. So This is probably not a big deal if you are the only person who has access to the website. If you're the only person who has access to the website, chances are you are the administrator. But if you're working on a site that has multiple users or maybe you um, inherited a website at work or something like that, then you might have to ask someone to bump up your account level to administrator in order to see these particular settings. Uh, They may not. That's okay. Then I recommend going and setting up your own website where you can go and play and have a good time. Uh, We usually call this a sandbox site. And you can just set up a a free website or not a free website, but get some hosting, get a domain name and just create your own website to to start playing with. Um, The next sort of major warning I want to talk about is that if you're going to play with any settings, especially on a live in production website, you need to make sure you have a couple things in place. One, a good backup because you never know if something breaks when you turn on a change a setting or do something crazy. You never know. Things could happen like that. WordPress is pretty stable, but every once in a great while, something triggers a weird error. And two, sometimes the settings in the settings panel that we're going to talk about actually like are not like you won't know you broke something, but ultimately it can't affect your search engine optimization. So you kind of need to have a big picture strategy in place before you go making some of those changes. And that's why I want to talk about that. I think that's important. And that's why I'm bringing this up in this episode. We're going to dive into that more as I get into the actual each individual details. Now, speaking of settings, if you go to the settings tab, there's like six different panels and each each one of those panels has 
you know, 10 different options. So there's like, what, 60 different options you can do within the WordPress settings. And honestly, I started to record this in the intent that I was going to go after all 60 of those individual settings. But honestly, that wouldn't make for great content, right? So I decided that it was kind of better to focus on maybe five to six of the main core important ones. And then the rest of them, I'm actually going to offer you a free cheat sheet where you can go and check out all of the configuration recommendations and overall big picture strategy items that you would need to know for each individual setting. And you can go to blogyouwant.com slash 44 to go check that out. So that's that's kind of the, the gist of getting started. At the end of the day, let's I pick some of the top settings that I actually feel that I actually need to change sometimes, right? And then we're going to talk about each one of those and why and how they affect your website. So, uh, and be sure to check out that download on the uh, show notes where you can check out all of the different settings if you want to. Now, let's get started. So if you don't know where the settings are located, they are located in the very bottom uh, left corner of the WordPress dashboard. There's a title that says settings, and then if you hover over it, it gives you like six different options for general, for permalinks, for media, for reading, writing, and all that stuff. So we're going to start with the general settings because it's the top level one. It's like the one that, that you generally start with. And let's go over some of the settings that are found in this particular area. The first major setting you can change is site title and tagline. And this is probably something that was set up when the site was originally set up, originally installed, right? And this is the overall page title of your website. If you were to give someone a title other than the domain name, this is what that title would be. You know, for example, on my my personal website, my URL is scottwinteroth.com, but my page title is Scott Winteroth, right? My name written out. And then my tagline is like, you know, um, I don't even remember what my tagline is right now. That's probably a terrible marketer to me, but my tagline is like open source marketing or something like that, right? Because that's what I love to talk about, open source and marketing. So this is where you can change your title and tagline. Of course, you want these to be relevant to what you do and what your website is about. You can change these uh, often, but again, this is something that if you change, it could have a long-term effect on your search engine optimization or how your website interacts with, with uh, search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. So don't change this unless you have an intentional reason to change it. Uh, for example, I changed my tagline not that long ago because I just felt like it was a better fit for what I was doing in this world, right? So I changed my tagline from public relations pro or whatever to open source marketing. So that was a uh, intentional change and I knew that I may have some adverse uh, search engine optimization effects because of that, but that was okay. I was willing to do that. Um, the next two, uh, sort of the next grouping of two is the URL. And this is actually the site URL and the WordPress installation URL. Now, this is a big sort of caution. Um, you don't really ever want to change these unless you absolutely know why you're doing this. Because um, I have touched this before and I have broken websites doing this. So it's best to basically not touch the URL. You, there are some instances where you maybe use an SSL to configure a... SSL certificate or a secured SSL stands for secure socket layer, like the little green icon, uh, the security layer thing where you could change it from HTTP to HTTPS. But most of the times you don't really want to play with this too much because it's one of those things that just doesn't work. If you were to move your website, um, there's a couple ways of doing it, but then this would be one way of changing the URL or maybe you change the URL in your hosting company to your website, like pointing it to your website. You could technically change the URL this way, but Sometimes it doesn't work. You'd have to don't do that without actually testing it. So yeah, so this this is really kind of a cautionary area. Don't don't do too much with the URL unless you absolutely know what you're doing. 
Uh, the next sort of grouping is like what I call the membership area settings, where if you want to set up a membership site, maybe you want to use the buddy the buddy press theme, or you're building like a course uh, website where you want to have like courses where people can can subscribe as users, then you need to first enable membership on your site so people can self-register. Uh, you can always add people manually. You can always add other users manually, but you can't have it where pe- members can sign up for them, sign up automatically, unless this membership icon is turned on. And if you're not doing a membership site, don't uncheck this. It's best just leave this off unless you are intentionally doing a membership website because it opens up sort of some new security issues and uh, potential spamming. So you don't want to have it on unless you absolutely have to. And then finally, you can you can designate a the subscriber role for new members. So for example, if someone were to self-register, they could potentially register as an editor and then they could edit and post their own content. You probably don't want to do that. Maybe if you had some type of esoteric paid membership where they could post your blog for a monthly subscription kind of thing, that might be the option, but most likely you're probably not going to do that and ultimately what you want to make sure is that the membership level is on the subscriber level or the lowest priority, the lowest access level on the WordPress site. Because um, if you turn that on and then you have membership on, like you could potentially open up your door to a host of uh, you know, horrible things where um, spammers and subscribers could just completely take over your website. So you don't want to do that. Just make sure it's on mem- either membership is off and the new default new role should be like subscriber at the at you know, if you're going to do anything above that, like contributor, you should you know you should be knowing you should know what you're doing. Uh, let's just put it that way. And finally, the rest of the settings in the general settings tab are basically dealing with localization. So depending on where you install your WordPress site, you know you would change the the time zone. You could change like how the date shows and how the the time shows based on the the standardization of that particular uh, your particular country of origin. So for example, you know. Obviously, here in the United States, we typically show the date um, in like the the day, the month, the year format. Uh, usually in Europe, it's like the opposite right, way around, and it's kind of weird to us Americans or whatever. But but this is where you would do that. Uh, you could change that localization if it wasn't already correct for you. You can also just set the time zone. So, and I always set the time zone because I feel like it's a good, just a good thing to do to make sure your content is posted at the right correct time. So you can either select it by country or by not by country by either by time zone or by city so for example i can select chicago because that's where i'm located and that will give me the right local time or i can select it by utc time uh, which here in chicago it's like utc negative five during non-daylight savings time and utc negative six during daylight savings time or vice versa something like that so i find it easier just to select chicago and, and that's that way it will keep up it'll keep the time correct with daylight savings time and stuff like that so that that's that's kind of an overall general settings uh, snapshot. You can there's there's a lot of stuff here that you probably won't really mess with ever, but you you might need to at some point. Um, the next setting like settings tab, if you hover over settings and you see there's like other options in there. The next one is reading, and the reading tab actually has a few items that you may need to change over the course of your time using this WordPress site. So for example, let's say um, some themes require you to set the homepage. Uh, by default, WordPress was sort of born as a blogging platform. So by default, WordPress puts the blog loop on the homepage, meaning the, the most recent post is at the top and the older posts kind of get pushed down as new content comes up. But some themes, especially themes that are more like business related, where they don't really have your your um, blog role on the homepage, they require you to basically create a new page 
and then use a template called home. And then you set the home page settings to this on this page to home. And you can also set a blog page as well. So um, this sometimes is where you have to really look at your themes documentation to see if your website supports this. But if you ever install a theme and the homepage of your website doesn't look anything like the theme, this might be one of the reasons why. It's because you haven't created a homepage and then you haven't set the home page to home, if that makes any sense. So definitely know this area and definitely know when you need to use it and when you don't need to use it. Again, this isn't something like if you have a live website, you probably wouldn't want to touch this, right? Because it could completely throw off your website's user experience and completely throw off your website's design because it would change the way the homepage is structured. So you wouldn't want to necessarily do that. The next one on this page is a really, really important one. Um, it's search engine visibility. So this is at the very bottom of this page. There's a couple things in between in terms of like your feeds and stuff like that, which are not really super important. Um, again, you might want to check out the free cheat sheet that I've created uh, in the show notes where you can download and find some information. But I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It says how many posts do you want to show at once? 10. How many feed items do you want to show at once? 10. I usually just leave it at the default. But the next one, search engine visibility, is really important. Like That is like critical because if you turn this on somehow... Some people like to turn this on when they like are building their website for the first time. Like they just turn it on and like because they don't want search engines to start crawling their website, right? Which is fine. Um, but then what happens is people forget to turn it off, right? And this is like telling Google, Yahoo, and Bing that like yes, I either want you to search my crawl my website or no, I don't want you to crawl my website. And of course, if you're building a website, you're probably doing it because you want to build some visibility for yourself online. So therefore, like you need to make sure this is off. Um, and it's not like a, a garden hose or like a light switch. Like it's not really like something you turn on and turn off and it just like all, all, tomorrow you'll be indexed in search engines. No, this is something that like, it's sort of like, um, a, you know, like a dam, like you could dam the, the lake, but it might not fill up for a couple of days. Right. You know, so, or, or it might not unload for a couple of days. Right. So you want to make sure this is something that you do kind of in tandem. If you do turn this on when you first are setting up your website, then you want to make sure you turn it off a few days or months in advance when you're ready to sort of quote unquote launch your website um i personally recommend just leaving this off for like all the time i don't ever see the reason to turn this on anymore and the only reason i say that is because there's been times where i've turned it on and i've forgotten that it's on so um that's why i i prefer just to leave it off if you had a website for example that you didn't want anyone to see like maybe it was an intranet or something like that then this would be where you would turn search engine visibility off but just like it says it's really just a suggestion to google yahoo and bing they may or may not follow that particular rule so it's just something you have to consider all right so we're gonna skip media we're gonna skip writing and we're gonna skip um, discussion. I'll talk about them briefly, but at the end of the day, there's not a ton of stuff in there that ever, ever change. So it's usually that either the default is what you want, or it is like, it's just something that's very, very rarely needed, or maybe it's older and we don't really use it anymore. So I'm going to jump over to permalinks and permalinks is something that, um, oh boy, it brings near dear love to my heart. So a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, no, I'm kidding. When for, when WordPress just started, there was a, um, a different way the URLs were structured. So for example, I might have scottwinteroff.com slash about, right? Would be like the, the, the pretty common standard for a link today. But back in the day, um, it was like blog you want, or it would be scottwinteroff.com slash question mark equals page two, 
right? That was just the old, dirty, what we called the dirty URL structure, right? So back in like WordPress 2.something or 3.0, many, many years ago now, they created what was called permalinks, right? Or pretty links, basically, which turned that whole rewrite, it created a rewrite structure to take those old dirty links and turn them into something more readable and more search engine friendly, right? So for example, it might be scottwentroth.com slash about or scottwentroth.com slash title of the post, right? You don't actually pull the actual title of the post. And this is way, way, way much more um, user friendly, search engine friendly, and just makes a lot more sense, right? Than having these um, sort of like uh, question mark equals page ID or post ID type thing. So, uh, it gives you several options of how you want to basically set up your site. The most common one is like basically just the URL of the site slash name of page or name of post. And it's like the the second to the last one on that particular page. Um, This is something that's really helpful to do, like to make sure it's set up properly when you first install your website, because this will be the structure of your, of every URL on your site. And this is another one of those things that like, if you really don't, if you change this like midway or, or you have a lot of content, especially a blog and you've got a lot of content that's out there, like on social media sites that you've shared to Twitter or Facebook or, or, or LinkedIn, and then you change the URL structure, then when people click on those old links, for some reason, they're going to get probably what's called a 404 error or they're going to get a not found error. And we don't really want that. Um, because that's bad for SEO, it's bad for user experience, and then people aren't going to be able to actually read or find your content, right? So uh, this is something that you don't really want to change ever unless you have to. There are some plugins that will help you change it. There's actually a really great uh, free plugin called Redirection that will keep an eye on this, and I really, it's a really popular, really recommended plugin. If you do need, if you do decide you want to change your permalink structure, you could use that plugin to help you do that. Otherwise, uh, just Try to, in the beginning, if you're just setting up a site, try to use, set the permalinks once and kind of um, that that's just what you're going to go with. Um, another thing to keep in mind is that sometimes you have to regenerate the HT access file. And, and this is going to get, I'm going to get a little geeky here. So just bear with me. So on the web server, there is a file called HT access. And this is an Apache sort of configuration file for the server to tell the server what to do. Okay, and WordPress uses this HT access server configuration to generate these permalink structures, right? These read-write structures, okay? And this file is like a configuration file. And every once in a while, you have to like refresh this file. Some, t- some other plugins will also like use this file to make uh, more advanced things, like a lot of the caching plugins, like um, W3 Total Cache or WP Super Cache, they will also add crap into the HT access generation or file. So every once in a while, like this file might get corrupt or something like conflicts in this file and it'll take down your entire website. Or you, if you ever go to your like blog or your website and like you, you can, you can access the homepage, but you can't access like any other page on the website. Um, then it might be because your HT access file is either corrupt or broken. And sometimes if you go into the permalinks page and you just hit save, like you don't make any changes, but you literally just hit save, it will regenerate that page and it'll fix a lot of errors. It takes like two seconds, but most people don't know how to do that. So uh, that's a little pro tip that uh, may not make sense now, but if you ever come to find yourself in 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 these type of situations, remember your buddy, the word mentor who told you how to do that, right? So so there you go. Um, And as I mentioned, you know, this is stuff you don't really want to change. I talked about writing and discussion Basically, with the writing panel, the discussion panel, and um, the media panel, 
there's very rare times where you're going to have to make a lot of changes to these. So I don't really, really want to go through them in detail. Um, I think this is already get, I've already shared a lot of great information. And if you could take away anything, the general settings, the reading settings, and the permalinks are the most important sort of WordPress settings that you should consider and know what your site's set on. And if you're going to make changes to those, changes to those, you know that if you make changes, there may be some uh, impacts on your websites. So that that's sort of like in a nutshell, those are the most important things. Everything else is sort of like, eh, whatever. I don't even know why it's there to be honest with you. So um, if you want to go detailed into each and every one, I felt like I, being the word mentor, I felt like I have to give you the right information, and I want you to know what each and every one of these settings do. I'm just not going to tell you. Uh, through this podcast. So if you go to de- uh, blogyouwant.com slash 44, you can download my free cheat sheet where I've got all the details and recommendations and impacts that each one of these settings has. And I will make that available for you for free. So to go check that out and uh, you can just check it out and uh, let me know if you guys have any feedback or questions on that. Uh, I just want to wrap up with a few other things to consider before you make any changes. Um, look, lots of other plugins and themes can also make changes to the settings area. They can add stuff to settings. They can create their own settings control panels. So just know that like WordPress has a very, there's like the core WordPress thing, right? So WordPress has this core settings and that's what I talked about in this episode. Obviously plugins like Jetpack and other WordPress themes can create their own settings and you should be aware of what's what's not the core settings and like what's these plugins because uh, you know you don't want to like get confused right so just make sure that you do that and they also make sure no make sure you know which themes are are going to um create sort of overrides or other options that potentially don't um really work nicely with the general settings so for example the yoast seo plugin has a way to create your own its own page meta title and meta description, which would technically override the meta title and meta description that's in the general settings, right? So you need to know that. You really only know that by experience. So you kind of got to just go and start playing with a lot of different things. But, you know, as always, make sure you have a backup and make sure that when, whenever you make a change to the to general settings, I'm going to say it one more time, like I'm blue in the face, make sure you know what the impact is by making changes in the settings page. You can't really break it, but you can make an like sort of ripple effect on your SEO or on your other search engine or user experience settings. So just know before you go, right? Um, and then finally, just go ahead and download my cheat sheet, right? Make sure you go to blogyouwant.com slash cheat sheet, download for free. Also, I'm offering some great blog coaching. I'm offering some blog coaching services and I have all the new information on the website. So if you go to blogyouwant.com, please, 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 please consider hiring me to be your blog coach. I'm going to help you create better content, better search engine optimization and better marketing strategy. So if you become a client of mine, I'm going to be you you're you're my you're my favorite you're my person i'm gonna be your awesome we're gonna we're gonna i'm your coach and we're gonna get this totally rocking out and you're gonna make some great content and really grow your visibility online become a rock star in your space and you're gonna be so happy that you did that because you're gonna be a superstar so (laughs) all right uh thanks for listening this episode i got some more great wordpress and marketing tips coming up here in the next couple episodes i promise i'm gonna get back on track here i know the the blogging coach sometimes has its own things but i've been on vacation and i've got some some uh life things happen we had to replace completely replace our air conditioner in a condo which was a huge setback and i went a couple a weekend without air conditioning so i really couldn't podcast that weekend i know excuses excuses but i'm getting back in the back in the ball game here and and uh, i'm really excited to share some great content with you in the next couple episodes we'll do i'm going to continue with a couple more wordpress episodes and then i'm going to get into marketing strategy and blogging strategy here real quick i'm sort of like really excited to get into those because it's been a while 
and I want to share everything that I've learned over the last year just in terms of stuff. And I have a huge, huge, huge news thing I'm going to drop here really soon. Let's just say it's big. It's a lot of words and it's about to drop on Amazon. So yes, I'm going to leave you with that tease. Be sure to get ready for my (coughs) book coming out here really soon. Uh, And it's going to detail all of my best marketing strategy and tips ready for you to download, consume, and rock off your online strategy. So thanks for following. Thanks for listening. Be sure to uh, give me some feedback if you like what I'm doing. If you don't like what I'm doing, I love your feedback anyway. So you guys know how to get a hold of me. You can always email me at scott at contentacademy.com or hit up the website at blogyouwant.com and contact me that way. And don't forget to check out our Word Mentor Facebook group. Uh, If you haven't already, please sign up for my WordPress Word Mentor Facebook group because we're in this series of WordPress. I wanted to make sure I offer that. If you go to wordmentor.com, wordmentor.com, you can get into my Facebook group for free right now and just basically hang out with other people, ask questions and get some good tips and get my content as it comes out about how to best optimize, market, fix, repair, blow up your website and more. So (laughs) check that out. Please leave a review, five-star review if you like what I'm doing. If not, don't listen. (laughs) All right, thanks again. Bye now.